DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It is time to bring in Nick Ford right now. The Youth Center joins us. And he joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchase. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. Nick, good morning. Good morning. Nick, I'm just going to come clean right now. I told PK this a little while ago. I can't tell you how many times I go to tease your appearance or introduce you, and I almost say Phil Ford, who was a standout college basketball point guard when I was a little kid. And I don't know what my problem is, but at some point I'm going to call you Phil Ford, and you're going to think, what? Just know it's on my brain. It's not wired right, and I messed this stuff up. It's all good. All right. The Pedro Pirate, Nick Ford. So, uh, did you watch college football uh, over the weekend, the bye week, or did you completely cleanse the game from your mind? I've talked to players. They go both ways. What, uh, which do you prefer, the, a lot of football on your t- downtime or no football on your downtime? Uh, it was a little combination of both. I really didn't do too much on uh, Friday. Just cleaned the house, stayed around. Uh, then came Saturday. Um, you know, there's a bunch of crazy games going on. So I didn't uh, watch on the tune in originally and then started hearing some buzz. So I started locking in. I did lock into the SC game. Um, but I mean, besides that, you know, it's, I feel like it's something that should be at the, um, you know, you should think about it and it should not be always in the forefront of your mind, but it should never leave your mind. So, I mean, I, I was listening in and tuning in every once in a while, but I wasn't stressing it too much because it was a time and place for film and everything and it was a time and place to relax and get healthy. So you grow up down the freeway from USC and I know you've been a Pac-10, Pac-12 guy most of your life and you always talk about the crazy games. This Pac-12 South, I am done, Nick, trying to predict it because this one I think I got a hold of it. Something nuts or crazy, as you say, goes. With that in mind, I got to feel like your football team should be thinking we got a legitimate chance here because it's so unpredictable to go down there and get the first win in the Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at the Pac-12 right now, I mean, the not even the Pac-12, but just like college football in general. I mean, we're one of the teams with a one one loss. I mean, not one loss, like no loss in conference. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, we do understand that, and we understand we're getting the conference play and that, you know, we need to really bite down and, you know, go as hard as we can and empty the tank um, because we are one to know the opportunity is still on the table. And, you know, talking to Cam Rising and everything, uh, I think it was back in 2006, uh, Green Bay talked about turning the table, and uh, that's the same mentality we are right now, you know. Sometimes you don't start off as hard as you would like, but – as long as that table gets turned in your favor and you continue to turn it, then you, you got to keep running with it. Nick Ford joining this youth center. So you said you watched the USC game, and I wonder if you watched as a fan and you watched the ball or you watched as a center and you watched the line play. And if you did the latter, what did you learn watching USC? Uh, I, watched it, I, I can't watch football the same after like learning all the complexities of it. So like when the uh, USC... I, I mainly pay attention to defense. I know we're not playing Colorado, but I pay attention to the, uh, the um, USC's defense as well. And, um, you know, just looking at their tendencies and, you know, where people line up, how they line up, how they play, 
um, you know, what coverage they're in, what, what formations are bringing blitzes, a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, it's just something that always catches my eyes just looking at, like, I can't watch football as a fan anymore. Even when I watch the NFL from time to time, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, man, they're, they're in cover two. That, uh, that safety doesn't look like, that strong safety don't look like he's dropping right now. Like, <laughs> We saw the uh, couple of teams put up some big numbers, Stanford and Oregon State, against USC's defense. How confident are you in your team's offense to be able to have not just success, but a good amount of success? Um, I got a lot of confidence in our team. I wouldn't compare it to, you know, other teams and offices because they have their own schemes, their own plays, and ultimately own play calls and players. Uh, I do know that our offense has capable players, has capable plays, and, you know, our coaches are capable of calling those plays. So, you know, I, I'm high, I have high confidence that, you know, when we go out there, we're going to go out there to execute, and we execute play after play and get it done. You know, we should have a productive night, and, you know, there might be bumps in the road. There's going to be adversity. There's always adversity. As long as we address that adversity and get it fixed and not, you know, uh, mull around or, you know, whatever it is, just make sure that we address whatever it is and get going because, like I said, it's Pac-12 play, and Pac-12 play is fast, so you don't really have a lot of room for a state. So I'm curious, when you start talking about watching defenses, I, I expected you to say some things, but you were starting to talk about where the safety is and cover two. And I'm, I'm curious, as a center, how much do you see pre-snap of the whole field and how much do you see what's right in front of you and the three pound, 300 pounds of beef that might be running into you in 2.2 seconds? Uh, I mean, I see a lot. Um, I usually... I jog up to the line as as I'm jogging up. I kind of get a feel on the box. I look for the general box, how many D linemen I see, how many linebackers I see. Um, then I look up towards the safeties to see how many safeties are up and where they're running across the CR formation, just so I get a general idea of where people are going. Um, then I get down to my stance, look back at the box, you know, call out whatever it is I have to call out, and then I look back at the uh, secondary and linebackers because a lot of the times those are the people who give away a lot of the tips and tricks for teams because they're not as disciplined as people who are in the box. So, I mean, I look uh, look back over there. Um, so, like, for instance, I'll, like, look, and if I see, like, you know, too high backers are shifted some type of way in a press corner or um, drop safety or drop linebacker, tilt, like, this, there's all, like, like, we call it keys to the castle, right? You got your first level, second level, and third level, and the more uh, keys you see at different levels, the higher the probability of a certain uh, blitz is coming. And that's kind of how a lot of centers think, if you ask any center, um, who, especially who has like a higher knowledge, who looks at secondaries, um, that you, you can read a defense. And it doesn't mean you know what they're going to do, but it pretty much puts you in a place where if you've done enough film study and you know, you've seen a lot of tendencies, you're uh, trying to get a feel for what's going to happen. Offensive line at Utah has been so critical to the team's success over the years. A number of guys have gone in the NFL. And one of the things you hear coaches and players say, it's about consistency and you got to work together. It's important. You don't rotate as much as you may do on the defensive side. How consistent in the lineups do you think your offensive line is now? Because you've had some guys that have been in and out. Uh, I think it's pretty consistent. we got our own line. We're going to run with it. Uh, we did well this past game, not as well as we like. Uh, you know, we strive for perfection. We're never going to get there, but, you know, our goal is to get there. 
And uh, we're, you know, looking forward to improving from how we play Washington State. Uh, we're taking steps, but we need to start taking strides. What's the number one thing that you need to improve on Washington State? When you say take strides, what are you looking at before the next game? Uh, just everything in general. Just, you know, be having a, a well-versed knowledge in the playbook, having uh, good fundamentals, having a good band. Um, it's not necessarily that it's bad play. Uh, we just need to be more cohesive and consistent because the boys know what to do and they know how to do it. We just need to continue to improve on that. So it's like, you know, when you ride a bike and you're a little kid um, and you take your training wheels off at first, you know how to do it, but, you know, you fall down. And that doesn't mean you don't know how to ride the bike. That just means, you know, you're struggling a little bit. You know, you're on the right track. you got your wheels off and you're going to continue on going. And that's pretty much what it is. You know, we're on the right track. Uh, we got everything. We got our knowledge. We got our, you know, our body knows how to do it, and we just need to improve from that point. It's a little wobbly, but we just need to continue to improve to get that straight line going. After all the, all the emotional devastation that the team has been through, is it good to get back to any form of normalcy? Uh, yeah, it's always good to be normal. I mean, even you know when it has to do with COVID or the passing of our two players, I mean, you want to get back to normal as soon as possible. Um, you give your condolences. There's a time you know, for um, mourning, and uh, that's, you know, completely normal. Um, it's a human thing to do, and you have to at least space for that. Otherwise, it messes up your mentality and your mental. And um, so, you know, you have your time to mourn, and you have time to give respect and thanks. Um, but, you know, sadly, life moves on. And, you know, you, you live out dreams uh, for people who couldn't, and you also, you know, what, take whatever adversity is in your way and make the most of it. Um, because if you sit there and, you know, don't uh, you just let it continue to dwell over you and have a cloud over your head. It's, it's really going to affect not only your play and uh, whatnot, but I mean, on top of that, you know, even though we're football players, we're humans too. So then it'll affect your school, your mental, your family life. It'll start affecting your actual life, which a lot of people don't consider. And um, that's one thing that the coaches harp on. And that's one thing that I myself harp on, especially for the younger guys who really haven't been through much is that, you know, understand that football, you know, it is a lot, but it's like a catalyst to can put you in places. But ultimately, you got to take care of your mental and take care of yourself. And uh, so it's really good to have that normalcy. And, you know, we had our time to mourn, and now it's time to get back on track. Well, Nick, you sound very wise, and I'm sorry that you have the life experience at such an early age to have such wisdom, but you've got it. So, yeah, for sure. Thank well you. said, well spoken. Sorry you've had to go through all the stuff you've had to go through to get it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. You take it with a grain of salt. I mean, some people go through it, some people don't. Some people grow up fast, some people, others, you know, you don't. And it's not nothing to hold over anyone's head, you know, like, oh, you're acting like a child or whatnot, or you don't know the lessons I learned. It's more about teaching and making sure everyone's all right and, you know, passing that knowledge along. So, that way someone doesn't have to experience a tragic event or a struggle so that way when they see it and they're prepared for it and you know it's just better for them in the long run and you know it just helps everyone out nick thanks for your time we appreciate it and we will talk to you after the usc game you're gonna have to get more tickets man for san Diego state now this oh yeah is... i already got about like 20 something <laughs> there you go there you we're go. gonna keep climbing all right. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nick Ford, Youth Center, back to Southern California for another game. Thanks for including me. I appreciate it. 
I'm sitting right here. Why not? We appreciate it. You had a microphone. You can say I appreciate it, too. I didn't want to speak for you. Why not? You're the guy who takes us in and out. You're supposed to. Nice team player. Nick, if you're out there anywhere, we appreciate <laughs> it. Jeez. You just made a guy miss a putt on seven. I probably did. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yak, I was yelling and missed what you said. What was that? <laughs> oh, just hurry up. Okay. Not the specific. Shut up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. They're heading into their bye week, and we will talk with him next. Stay with us.